Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Please Call Me Crazy, brought to you by Free People Radio and powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. If you have to buy tires from somebody, you might as well buy them from us and help fund the movement, help support the movement. We believe in the freedom of movement, and that's exactly what the establishment wants to take from you now. I am your host, Royce White, here in the belly of the beast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, for episode 159. Episode 159, uh, we appreciate you being back again this evening. Uh, everybody in the audience on YouTube, on Rumble, on Getter, on War Room's Getter page and Rumble page. Uh, everybody in the Twitter audience or X audience, I'm still not used to calling it X. Everybody in the X audience. Everybody on the audio platforms. <clears throat> I think the podcast is available on Apple, Amazon, uh, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So everybody on the audio platforms, we appreciate you being here again this evening. The hour of sacred honor. The hour of sacred honor is upon us. Um, I said I was going to have a guest today, but I got a little bit too much to say today. So we're going to get right into it. Um, Governor Greg Abbott. Sacred honor. Sacred honor, the man has some gumption. And, and I told you all, I told you all before, there will be people who we are right uh, to, to be skeptical of, people who we disagree with, people who have been on the other side of, 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 a, of a line, politically, spiritually, physically. There will be people who have the opportunity to stand up and, and, and show that they have sacred honor. <clears throat> and, and what what Governor Abbott is doing right now is, is exactly that. And we'll see. We'll see if it continues. We'll see if he's willing to see it all the way through. Um, it's it's long been necessary for the the governors of states uh, to to take some stand against the the grandiosity of the federal government. The corruption's out of control. The bribery is out of control, and we're going to talk about Kerry Lake in a moment, but um, the money's out of control. But, but most importantly, the, the, the spirit is, is out of control. The, the attitude is out of control. The, the, the priorities are, are all out of sorts, are all out of order. <clears throat> and you can't have a country when, you're, when your priorities are out of order. And one of the first priorities for any country, any nation, should be its border. Nobody out there can tell me that you can have a nation without a border. And I don't want to hear all these, these illegal immigrants need to work the jobs that, that Americans aren't willing to work. Every time these, these political elites tell you that, that illegal immigration is something you should accept and something you should pay for because these immigrants are going to do the jobs that, that the American working class no longer wants to do, uh, it should be like a spit in the face. It should be a spit in the face to the working class, but even more specifically, it should be a spit in the face to black people. All you black people out there that are going to allow these, these Democrats and these rhinos to tell you there's some, there's some justification for illegal immigrants, you've absolutely sold yourself out. And that shouldn't shock us. People selling out shouldn't shock us. People selling themselves out shouldn't shock us. <clears throat> hey, 
you know, Greg Abbott's doing a <clears throat> Greg Abbott's doing a great job right now. He's doing a great job right now. And we have to continue to watch each and every one of these people. You you don't get points for yesterday's game. The 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 letter that Greg Abbott wrote on behalf of the people in the state of Texas and really all Americans who are affected by the crisis at the border, who are affected by this invasion at the border, that letter he wrote that day was standing up for the American people, was standing up for sacred honor, was standing up for the little guy. But the fight continues. And that's why we always say at the end of the podcast that the fight continues because it's, it's not just one thing. It's not just one day. It's ongoing. And when we're young enough and we're, we're, we're healthy enough and we're, we're strong enough to fight, we give more. The older we get, the less we can give. Or, or we change in what we can give. Maybe we give a little more knowledge. Maybe we give a little more money. Right now, I think we have a, a serious problem with the boomers in this country not giving enough money. Give money. You know, I'm, and I'm not, and we're going to talk about the obscenity of money and how it's it's come to uh, you know corrupt the nation, uh, you know, root and branch. To be honest, and and no better example of that than than what we heard in the conversation with Kerry Lake and the uh, and and the, the chair of the the Arizona Republican Party, and I, like I said, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, but but the boomers, you, you know, you got to give more. You got to give more. There is no reason why uh, the 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 corporate oligarchs of this country should be able to inflate the cost of living, should be able to inflate the 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 cost of goods and services, should be able to inflate the currency, and have you still buy in to their economy, their global economy, while they sell you down the river your jobs your 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 children's future so on and so forth they sell you down the river with illegal immigration they make excuses these people want to work these jobs well yeah yeah they want to work those jobs because they they're too new to the country to know that you're scamming the american working class and that's exactly what's happening Hell, your average American citizen is too economically illiterate to really understand the gravity of the the, the scam that's been done uh, against them through the Federal Reserve and through the the corporatocracy and then the, the political puppets, Wall Street. Your average American citizen doesn't understand uh, the 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 financial scam that's been run on them. So of course, an illegal immigrant who just hopped the border isn't going to care the you know isn't going to be any the wiser uh, that that they're being that they're being scammed or that they're a part of a scam. They don't know. Maybe some of them know. I I don't know. Maybe some of them have that political awareness. I don't know. But but it really doesn't matter. The point is we we know. Some of us know. Some of us understand. And those of us who understand have to come and tell you it's it's a scam. It's a scam to say that the American working class doesn't want to work certain jobs and therefore we should accept, uh, you know, unlimited amounts of illegal immigration. It's ridiculous. Now, how do they even keep this up? I mean, it, honestly, you get to the point where you're watching it and you go, 
how are they able to uphold this lie, this 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 farce? You know, this is this artifice. I remember when I wrote a letter to the Congress after they, uh, you know, brought brought Steve Bannon up on charges, and the, the title of the letter was "Artifice, Artifice, Artifice," which is another word for lies, intentional lies, intentional deception, fake. How are they able to keep this up? How do people not see it? How do you all out there not see it? How do you black people out there in all these these uh, metropolitan areas, all these inner cities all across the country, how do you not see it? Well, some of them are starting to see it, but some of them are still on the fence. You know, we haven't made that full exodus yet. We, we, we're not willing to close that door. We're, we're still willing to accept a promise. I saw... Uh, an advertisement or a little uh, a little clip of Michelle Obama going back to the city of Chicago, and of course they're going to promise to 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 fund all of these programs to empower the young black girls. What what what? How how do you how do you justify illegal immigration as a as a a policy of the Democrat Party? And, and and try and divert attention away by saying you're gonna you're gonna empower young black girls. How does it empower young black girls to have them compete in an, an unlimited labor pool? How does it empower young black girls to to have them exposed to to fentanyl and any of the other drugs that that pour across our border through this invasion? How does it empower young black girls? To, to have to, you know, worry about uh, people who are undocumented being able to commit crimes without any real justice. How, how does any of that benefit young black women? More importantly, how does it benefit young black women to have their working class men not find sustainable work because you've flooded the, the labor pool with, with low-cost labor? What does that do for young black girls, Michelle? I mean, these people will lie straight to your face. They have huge productions and lights and, and cameras and, and, and speech rights and, and all kinds of, 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 of uh, you know, expert political consulting to tell you these grand lies. And, and we accept them. Some of us still want to accept them. Some of us still want to buy in. And, and I don't even think you really believe what's being told to you. I think you'd rather just turn, turn your head the other way. You know, look away and hope that what they're saying is true. That's why this is the hour of sacred honor. This is the hour of sacred honor in America. There are people, few and far between, but there are people who are starting to take a stand that has real consequence. What Governor Abbott has done has real consequence, may have real consequences. And that's a damn good thing. That's a damn good thing that his actions, that the actions of, of leaders all across the country, even if few and far between, are going to start to have real consequences because that means we're having real movement. You can't be a movement unless the consequences of your leaders' choices are real. Donald Trump the same way. Donald Trump led the charge, 91 indictments. They want you to believe that, 
that he's not going to be eligible or he's not fit for office or it's it's morally, uh, it's it's immoral, unethical to have him be the president of the United States. We all know that any number of these presidents are involved in any number of things that could be deemed criminal. I just played the Muammar Gaddafi speech. The entire United Nations could be brought up on, on charges of, of immorality or unethicalness, if that's a word. It is now. The United Nations itself isn't a, a, an arbiter of, of moral, moral integrity and, and, and ethics. I don't care how many Nikki Haley's go to the United Nations, uh, you know, and, and, and put on their fake smile, their, their, their smiles faker than a $3 bill. I don't care how many they march up there. I don't care how many Victoria Newlands they march up there. And I don't care how many, it doesn't matter. The entire edifice of the thing is, is illegitimate. From the United Nations down to the Biden administration, it's all Ill- illegitimate. Does that mean there's no good to it? Does that mean there's nothing useful in it? No, that's not what I'm saying. But the, the basis is illegitimate. And we keep trying to create a sturdy house on an illegitimate basis. We keep trying to build a sturdy house on a weak foundation. And that's the problem we're having. And nobody, for the most part, has the courage uh, or, or, or has the, the, the willingness to, to sacrifice themselves or, or some of their time or, or some of their money or some of their energy. Nobody has the, the courage to, to sacrifice their own convenience to say, we need to rebuild. This, this foundation is rotten. Does that mean we're throwing out the Constitution? No. Does that mean we're going to throw out the Monroe Doctrine? No. For those of you who don't know what the Monroe Doctrine is, the, Mon- the Monroe Doctrine is, is longstanding been the international policy that uh, certain countries can't just roll up to other countries and, and, and start wars, basically, or, 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 you know, do what's deemed as aggressive. Put weapons on, on, on your border. Put arms on your border. And, you know, for the most part, that, I mean, that's the, sh- the short of it. Something we should remember when we talk about the Russian-Ukraine conflict. The Monroe Doctrine works in, in all directions. And this is kind of what Muammar Gaddafi spoke about when he, when he charged the United Nations for their, 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 their warmongering. The Security Council, this is the Insecurity Council. You guys are sanctioning wars when the, the powers on the Security Council decide that it's, that it's, you know, that it's okay. You can't see, and this, is, and this is where globalism just, I mean, they really pull their pants down, take a piss right on your head. They tell you it's champagne. They tell you it's raining. They tell you you should love it. You know, they, they tell you it tastes great. And, and, and many of us want to believe it. Democracy. The, the, the democratic liberal order, the democratic liberal rules-based order. Give me a break. The rules are for the people who have the biggest guns. The rules are for the people who have the most power. The rules are for the people who can manipulate the, 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 the biggest consensus amongst the international community. And we all know it. So don't talk to me about this, this democratic liberal rules-based order. I mean, that's how far down we have to go. I don't even want to talk about Donald Trump and whether or not January 6th threatened democracy. Let's go way deeper than that. Let's go way further back than that. This is what the Jason Whitlocks and those guys don't want to do. 
They, they don't want that intellectual rigor. They don't want that, that political rigor. They don't want to have to figure it out. They just want to talk about it. Right, well, this movement isn't here to just talk about it. The Smash Mouth, Populist, MAGA, America First, Patriot Movement, we're not here to just talk about it. We're here to get down to the, the signal. We're here to pull the signal from the noise. And in order to do that, you have to be willing to, to engage in that intellectual and historical political rigor with that intellectual, historical, political rigor. I don't want to talk about democracy until we talk about the United Nations. I don't want to talk about democracy in this, this, this uh, vacuum of, of American political thought. Let's go to the United Nations because you are promoting it as uh, protecting a rules-based order that, that extends well beyond the borders of the United States. When the Rachel Maddows and the Joanne Reeds and, and, and the Axios and, and the Noah Yuval Hararis and the World Economic Forums and Klaus Schwab and, and Victoria Newland and all these other international uh, thought leaders, international power brokers, when they come and they talk about the, internet, the, the, the liberal democratic rules-based order, they're not talking about America. They're talking about, about protecting a rules-based order all around the world. So let's talk about it all around the world first. I don't want to talk local. Let's talk global. Let's talk about it all around the world. All around the world, the liberal, the democratic liberal rules-based order is a lie. Its foundation is a lie. Its foundation is a scam. Why? Because the United Nations Security Council that consists of America, Great Britain, France, Russia, and now China, the Security Council has engaged in wars whenever they decided without the democratic consensus of the General Assembly. And for those of you who do not understand how the United Nations functions, then you can't talk about the Ukraine. You can't talk about Israel. You can't talk about geopolitical conflicts because you obviously don't understand that the United Nations is the fallback rallying point for the international community. At least that's what they, that's at least that's what the front is, right? So if the rally point, if, if the if the if the when the dust settles, home plate is illegitimate, then the whole thing is illegitimate. If the ruling body, like Muammar Gaddafi said, you may not like him, doesn't matter. If the if the if the ICC is not legitimate, then the entire United Nations isn't legitimate, and we know it's not legitimate. When did it when 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 did it become illegitimate? Well, you, you could pick a number of, of of conflicts after World War II. There were a number of conflicts after World War II that delegitimized the United Nations, its charter, its goal, its aim. And now the United Nations is nothing but a hollow body of of of, of you know international uh, political power brokers that that are exchanged by even more powerful power brokers on the global stage to, you know, to basically, uh, I don't know, ration each country's natural resources to the aim of this global agenda. That's what we're seeing. That's what we're a part of. This isn't about international peacekeeping. 
I mean, sure, yeah, your Henry Kissingers of the world will tell you, you know, if you if you entangle all of the nation, all of the world's markets, then everybody's gonna gonna do what's in the best their best uh, their own best economic interest. But we see that's not true. Because at some point, your interests conflict with my interests. And so we set the stage for little wars to bubble up all, all, all over the place all the time. That's all the post-World War II democratic liberal order did. It created an a, a umbrella organization called the United Nations that oversees the, the small conflicts bubbling up around the world all the time. Tell me I'm lying. When, have, when, has the, when has the world not been at war? See, we get caught up in, in world war, and then we get caught up in, in post-world war as, as though they're, you know, to, when has the world not been at war? Since World War II, when has the United Nations been affected? It hasn't been, and, and that's my point. The point is they're going to tell you that democracy is, is under attack. But there's no democratic consensus on the world stage. What's happened is the United Nations and the Security Council have bullied the other small nations into going along with whatever they decide. That's what's happened. They've been bullied. That's, that's the reality. And now we are, we, are, we are on a collision course with two other nations on the Security Council that will effectively render the United Nations completely, completely defunct. I mean, how can you have a Security Council when, when Russia and, and the United States are, are at war? Honestly, I mean, how can you even how can you even claim to have a security council? There is no security council. It no longer exists. It can't exist. It can't exist. On the brink of war with China. I mean, what, what, what are we what are we saying? I thought it was funny the other uh, you know, I saw some highlights of the uh, the the Australian Open and, and the young woman. I forget her name now is Sebalinka. I think was her last name, was from Belarus. They wouldn't even show the Belarus flag. And I thought it was so strange because usually see, you see the, you, you know, you see the player's home country flag behind their name or next to their name when they go to the infographics of statistics and, and you know, ranking in the world and so on and so forth. You see the, uh, the, the, the player's home country flag. And I thought to myself, why does this, why does this woman not have a flag? I didn't, I was perplexed. I was, how did, where's her flag? Is she not from any country? What is going, come to find out she's from Belarus. Now, Belarus sided with Russia in the war against Ukraine. So I guess the, the international sports community, the, the, the tennis community wants to show their, their solidarity with the Ukraine by, by, I don't know, shaming all of the, the, the tennis players who, who, whose nationality is, is Belarusian. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But this is the posh, this is the posh sort of, of, of WWE political theater that we've come to accept. 
and we let them go all the way from the Australia Open right there to the city of Chicago and let Michelle Obama tell you that they are going to fight Donald Trump by by empowering young black women to to believe a lie. Michelle Obama's not going to come door to door in Chicago and tell young black women about the construction of the post-World War II democratic liberal order and the and the corruption of the United Nations. The the corruption of the the World Bank, the corruption of the International Monetary Fund. Why is it that your Democrat leaders, that your black bourgeois leaders, your black bourgeois elites think that empowering you never includes telling you the truth? Why is knowledge never a part of their pitch? Why is knowledge never a part of what they deliver? And it's not. Because if you don't know some of of, of what I just spoke about, then your leaders have failed you. Then they lied to you. Then they scammed you. Not only did they scam you out of your money, but they scammed you out of the fundamental knowledge of how the world works, which they did so they could scam you out of your money. They They don't think that you're equal to them. They don't think that you're worth anything. They think you're unworthy of the truth. They think you're unworthy of your money. They think you're unworthy of your self-governance. They think you're unworthy of freedom. They think you're unworthy of Christ. It's nihilism. That's why they reject God and Christ. They think you're unworthy. They know that God exists. You can't be a Satanist and not know that God exists. They think you're unworthy of God's grace. Because they think they're, they, they know they're unworthy of God's grace. So they want to make a decision to you. And even furthermore, they want to corrupt you along with them. Misery loves company. Misery loves company. Damnation loves company. Think about it. If, if, if you know, the, the Satanists are right. And Lucifer, the Luciferians are right. And Lucifer is is, is such a, 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 a light bearer. Why, why, why does he need everybody else to join him? Well, what, what's this huge campaign to have everybody on? The, if, 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 you, if you've got it figured out, if you're, if you're the good one, in the, what, what's, the, what's the campaign for? I, I don't understand. Why do you need everybody else with you? I mean, some of these things are kind of self-fulfilling prophecies. You can, you can see right through it, but the, the, the main issue that's, that's taking place is the mainstream media has way too much power. Big tech has way too much power. The, the, the information, the misinformation has way too much influence. People are having trouble even finding individuals like me that will tell them the truth. And when they do, there's a Jason fucking Whitlock standing in the way saying, oh, you know, you're talking over people's heads. It's not it's not talking over anybody's head. Give me a fucking break. The United Nations is a fucking scam. Well, what, what, what the fuck is so difficult about it? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. it. You know, it just dawned on me over the last couple of days when I see people actually making a case that the border is not a, a, a matter of national security. How? I mean, you know, again, why don't you let these people come live in your house? Why don't they get to come live in your community? Why don't they get to come live in Martha's Vineyard? 
Why don't they get to come live in Chad's Ford, Pennsylvania? Why don't they get to come live in, in Baldwin Hills or, or, or in Silicon Valley? Why doesn't Mark Zuckerberg build a, uh, 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 you know, uh, a structure, uh, a huge structure to house uh, migrants? You know, the Wal Waltons. Hey, why don't the Waltons uh, take uh, their, their vast real estate empire? A lot of people think that Walmart is a retail giant and Walmart is a real estate giant. Why doesn't Walmart take some of its retail, uh, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's real estate property and, and build some structures for these illegal immigrants? Because th they don't give a shit. They don't care. This has nothing to do with any type of systematic uh, improvement of, of the American workforce or, or the, the diversity of the country. Is it, all these people saying it's about diversity, equity, and include. Give me a break. Give me a break. This is about the, the managed decline of the country. And now, now because the country has shown some resilience, now because Donald Trump has, 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 has given a different perspective, now because young black men are, are leaving the Democrat plantation, now because people are, are asking the question of, of why we would let men fight in a cage with women or go into, in, into the bathroom with young girls, now because people have pushed back, they're going to accelerate the end game. That's what the fuck is taking place here. And a lot of you out there are still concerned with the language. If I see one of you fucking milk toast, conservative motherfuckers tell me to stop using profanity, I might slap the fucking taste out of your mouth. Don't do it in person. Do not fucking do it in person. I'm telling you now. I might slap the fucking taste out of your mouth if you tell me about my motherfucking language when the border is wide the fuck open. You find a way, you, you find a, 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 an attitude, you find a, a, a speech pattern, you find a, a set of words that, that, that accurately articulates the desperation and gravity of what we're dealing with right now. Are those words good enough for you? I love when they say, oh, when you curse, it shows that you have a, a lack of, 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 of education, a, a, a lack of intelligence. Fuck you. Fuck you, you posh, mealy mouth motherfucker. I don't have a lack of anything. What I have a lack of is American citizens, fellow American citizens that understand how dire the fucking situation is. When the French are coming, you say the French are coming. And when you, when you yell the French are coming, the French are coming, coming and, 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 and nobody seems to, 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 to change course. Nobody seems to, to, to stop what they're doing. Uh, the only thing to do is to go louder and to become more extreme. That's it. You're the cause of my profanity. You out there, you mealy-mouthed motherfuckers who think that you can just talk your way into some uh, pseudo-political progress, you're the reason why we have to do this. You're the reason why you are responsible for Donald Trump. Steve Bannon told you, he told you that, that what happened there in 2009 when the housing market uh, collapsed and the big and, and the government and the Fed bailed themselves out, bailed out the, the people who, who did the crimes, that is what sparked Donald Trump. And it's not just that. It goes all the way back to 1913. It goes all the way back to the inception of the Federal Reserve. It goes all the way back to the, the Bretton Woods Conference after World War II, the inception of the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. 
It goes right up to the Iraq war, the war in Afghanistan, the war in Vietnam, shooting JFK, killing Martin Luther King, killing Malcolm X. It, it, it goes right to those, those moments where we all knew there was something wrong and, and all you all you polite, polished, puppet motherfuckers sat by and didn't do a damn thing. That's why we have to use profanity now, right? You, you ever seen a, a, an arm get gangrene? Okay, the, the deeper the gangrene, the farther the spread, the more arm they got to chop the fuck off. And the and the and it, it the you know the prognosis is always the same. Hey, we got to chop that motherfucker off. It, it, it's it's too far gone. And if we don't chop it off, you're gonna die. That's just it. That's just it, my friend. You will die. Now a lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people don't don't want to accept that. They can't accept that. And I get it. I mean, a lot of people would would just rather die. Fuck it. I'm 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 just. I can't do it. I can't do that. Okay. Okay. And like I said before, we all get to decide how the country burns now. Greg Abbott is 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 a American hero. And it's not about what he did yesterday. Today, on, on this day, today, this moment in history, Greg Abbott is willing to do what many will not do, and that makes him a hero. That makes him a hero. And, and I say, you know, let, let's, let's, let's really think about what, what, what's being told, what, what's being conveyed from this, this federal government, this grandiose leviathan of a federal government. They're going to, they're going to potentially risk an armed conflict between, between who? The military and, and the Texas uh, National Guard? They're going to risk a conflict an armed conflict with, with American citizens to keep the border open? What the fuck are we talking about here? They are going to risk an armed conflict to keep the border open? They're, they're trying to provoke a civil war. And I told you, motherfuckers, I told you. I told you for two fucking years on Fearless with Jason Whitlock, and he's busy talking about Stephen A. fucking Smith. And the Democrats are trying to provoke a civil war so that they can implement martial law. They're going to say that all of the red states are insurrectionists. They're going to say all the red states are, are seditious. They're going to say this is the, the, the Confederacy reborn. I heard him say it. I heard him say it on, on uh, one of the mainstream media, but it's neo-Confederacy. The Confederacy reborn, and they're going to use, they're going to use, they're going to use the military and the police to strategically and systematically come door to door and find all of you who, who read the Bible. All of you who believe in the Constitution, all of you who've retweeted Donald Trump, all of you who've had phone conversations and claim to be MAGA. And they're going to come get me first. And yeah, you, you see, you, you don't get it. I mean, you don't get it. Yeah, there's going to be some trumped up charge. 
you know, it'll be child pornography or it'll be, uh, uh, you know, some some financial crime or or some, uh, you know, falsifying of a sworn document or or something even more, uh, you know, arbitrary and, and benign, like like uh, inciting violence. They'll, they'll say that this is inciting violence and they'll come, you know, pick me up and then they'll go pick the next person up and the next person, the next person. Before you know it, there'll be nobody left to speak on your behalf. That's Nazism. That's fascism. Think about it. Joe Biden is in the process of of instigating, uh, of of provoking uh, an, an armed conflict with a state, the state of Texas, to keep the border open. The level these people are willing to go to is almost unconscionable. And there's still people who are going to vote Democrat. There's still people who pledge their support to Joe Biden. There's still people at the rallies. Behind Joe Biden clapping while he murmurs, uh, you know, incoherent fucking thoughts. Holy shit, the Matrix was way more way more accurate than I could have ever imagined that any of us would have ever wanted. Holy shit. This is, this is actually scary. I mean, you, you almost, you, somebody in the comments, please tell me. Tell me, if you disagree, please tell me. You see, none of my detractors show up to the podcast. None of my detractors, Amy Klobuchar, she wouldn't, she wouldn't debate me. And you saw, you saw that Joe Biden in this latest speech where he murmured about, about beer and, you know, the beer is beer is in the Great Lakes and blah, 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 blah. You know, you, you saw right before that clip, I hope you saw, I posted it on my Twitter. In fact, I'm going to end the podcast with that video so you can see what he said. So, so we, it, it, I mean, it can, it can really sink in who we're. And I know a lot of you have already seen the, the Joe Biden thing, but we get new followers and, and new subscribers and viewers all the time. But he, he thanked the Wisconsin senator and Tina and Amy. He thanked the three female senators, the three white liberal senators from Wisconsin and Minnesota. He thanked them, and he said, "As long as they're by my side." As long as they're by my side, I'm not, I don't have to worry about a thing. They're all in on it. They're all, Amy Klobuchar won't mention the fucking border. She won't even mention it. She's busy trying to, trying to promise, uh, uh, you know, I don't even know what she's talking about. I mean, I go to her Twitter, all I, border, 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 border. Anybody not talking about the border is full of shit. They're full of shit. Not only is it an actual security threat, not only is it a real national security and public safety threat to have undocumented immigrants flood across your border, not only that, the bigger issue is that it's flooding the labor market, the labor pool. The corporations have already conspired to make your children, your, your American citizenship worthless by having you compete against the, the labor of the entire world, mainly China. They've already sent much of your labor to China and the rest of it that exists here in America, they want to give to illegal immigrants from all over the world. And they say you're, they're doing you a favor. 
That's what's crazy about it. And some of you believe it. I mean, you talk about white privilege. How much fucking white privilege do some of you white fucking liberals have to have in order to see an economic and financial Ponzi scheme like that and still clap like fucking seals? And you want to call me crazy? No, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you and you and you and you and you and all you fucking posh, mealy mouth liberal motherfuckers. You call the black man crazy because I can see with, with clear eyes what the scam is. And, I, and I'm saying, well, hold up, hold up. Wait a second. Don't, don't piss on me and tell me I should like it. Now, some people might be into that sort of thing. And if you're into that sort of thing, you're into that sort of thing. But if you're not into that sort of thing, you're not going to tell me that, that, that I should like it. You're not going to tell me you're doing something for my benefit when I can, when I can see when I can see the harm. And it really is that simple. These globalist corporate oligarchs and their political puppets have shipped your labor all across the world, mainly to China, who is our arch national enemy, who's declared economic war on us who threatens biological war on us and who is now currently threatening kinetic war on us. They shipped your labor to that country and helped build that country up to a point where now the entire world has to bend the knee to Beijing and the CCP. And, and at home, the rest of the labor that, 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 that still exists, they want to they wanna make you compete with unlimited amounts of illegal immigrants and tell you that Americans can't do these jobs. No, it's not that Americans can't do these jobs. Americans want a fair wage for these jobs. Americans want a fair wage for those jobs. They, they don't want to be serfs. They don't want to be the working poor. They want to be able to have a savings account. They want to be able to have a retirement. They want to be able to get Social Security, not be worked until they're 70 fucking years old. Nikki Haley, you neocon rhino piece of shit. Nikki fucking Haley. I won't, I'm not dropping out. I'm glad Donald Trump's, I'm glad he's playing hardball. God bless him. Thank, thank you. It's about time we play fucking hardball. You donate money to Nikki Haley, you're not welcome anymore. We're drawing a line. Hard line, never Nikki Haley, ever. Ever, not a, not any time ever. Unless, unless, unless she's willing to completely change her position on the issues. But even then, when 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 somebody when somebody vies as hard as Nikki Haley has for the position she's taken, I mean. <laughs> We'd have to we'd have to have some some system of measurement to to know that you're not just just saying that you've changed your position in order to get in power and then sell us out. And to be honest, there's not an honest bone in Nikki Haley's body. So there are some people who are irredeemable from a public standpoint. Nobody's irredeemable with God. That's for God to sort out. But to have my support, there are some people who are irredeemable. Now, some people think I'm irredeemable for some things. It could be. You know, having multiple children is, you know, the anti-human cuck motherfuckers always find a way to, to, to shame you for, 
for reproducing. Meanwhile, the, they, they, they say they're afraid of the Muslims, but the Muslims are having six, seven children. And you posh European Atlanticist motherfuckers are only having one and a half. And you got a problem with me. I'm having 11. I guarantee you before it's all said and done, I'll have 11, 12. Let's make it 12. 12 is a great number. Okay. And you can keep your shaming and your fucking mealy mouth, uh, 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 you know, criticism with you and your little circle of people who are going to be sitting in a gulag. And your child who's probably spoiled as fuck. Who's going to buy into the same bullshit malarkey system that, that you bought into. The real MAGA patriots are having children. The real MAGA patriots are teaching their children about freedom and sovereignty and, 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 and what it means to be American. Teaching their children how to be rugged individualists. Teaching their children that nobody cares about your feelings. That's the reality. I tell my young, my young black men that, that, that I help coach or train or, or that I come into contact with in the community through sports or, or, or not through sports, nobody gives a shit about your story or your excuses. And that's not to say your story doesn't matter. It should matter. It matters to you. And you should understand your story. But nobody gives a fuck. Especially when you go to make life-changing decisions, life-changing mistakes, nobody cares. Like it or not. Like it or not, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Oh, well, you know, my dad wasn't really there. And that's why I hate the whole, the whole, you know, the whole conservative talking point about, about the nuclear family and fathers not being in the in the home in the black community. Nobody cares. Nobody there, if it, you know, if you want to say there's no excuses, then there's no excuses. If you want to say there's no excuses, there's no excuses. Why stop there? You know, what, 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 what is this? Oh, well, there's no black men in the home. No excuses. There, there are no, no excuses. Nobody cares if your daddy wasn't there. No, nobody cares if you never learned how to be a man. Nobody cares. You figure it out. My dad wasn't in the home. My dad wasn't in the home, and I turned out pretty damn good. I'd measure my accomplishments and my contribution to the nation against anybody. And, I, and even furthermore, I'd measure my perspective and my insight and wisdom about life and the world and human beings and the spiritual against anybody. And my dad wasn't in the home. I didn't even really come into contact with my dad until I was 13 years old. And that's not to say that my mom was, was right, that it was the best choice for my dad not to be around. That's not, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, there ain't no fucking excuses. Don't feel sorry for yourself all you fucking want to. There's no excuses. No, no, nobody cares. That's the reality. Nobody cares. And maybe we, maybe we should care a little more. I'm not saying that nobody caring is a good way for society to be. But that's the reality. And before we think about the little sob story we have going in our head about our own fucking life, think about how bad the country, think not what the country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And when you're caught up in your own little sob story, I know you're not thinking about what you can do for your country. Just like if we're playing in a basketball game and you're thinking about how many points you can score or how the game's going for you and you shoot and you miss a shot and then you throw one of these pouting. I'm, I, 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 this week, I'm telling my team, 
If you miss a shot and you pout, you're running. If you turn the ball over and you pout, you're running. If I hear you on the bench pouting or complaining, you're running. Because it means that you're not focused on the task at hand. You're not, you're not focused on the game. This is a team sport. And being a citizen of this country is, is, is a team game. Being a citizen is a team game. Being a, the, the word citizens implies that it's a team game. That doesn't mean it's collectivism. That's different. Collectivism is a different idea completely. Each individual citizen being strong enough to carry their weight and, and provide value to the, the family, the community, the state, the region, the nation as a whole, that is a team concept. And I know, I, I understand it. It's difficult because the two contradict each other. So we, we start to ask ourselves, was, well, where does the individual end and, and the collective begin? Well, those are the things we have to have courage to be able to decide and decide with some clarity, decide with some, with some efficacy. But I'll tell you where it cannot uh, end and begin is with an open border. That is not an efficacious way to go about American citizenship. That is not an efficacious way to go about being a nation that that that's a has a team concept at the root of it. That is not logical. So now you're going to make Greg Abbott seem like he's a what? A xenophobe or a racist? Fuck you people. God bless Greg Abbott. God bless the man. He's showing gumption. He's standing up for the American people. I'm glad that a governor is starting to stay, that one of these governors is with, and all you governors, let me, let me tell, let me say another thing. All you governors, all you governors out there that say that you support Greg Abbott and you don't send material resources, you're just talking. You're just, you're just blowing smoke. And that's all of them. I don't care if I like you or not. I don't care if you're MAGA. I don't give a fuck. It's not about names and shit and little funny fucking slogans and memes. I see it all the time. I saw one this morning. I said, uh, uh, there was a meme, uh, you know, one of those sayings. Uh, let, let me think about what it was because it really bothered me. It really, 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 really just grinded my gears this morning. Uh, you know, it, it was something like, oh, I know what it was. Ah. Here it was. I said, for all you people, all you people who say back the blue, back the troops, we're about to see where shit really is now. Now we're going to get a real look at, at, at where shit really is. And, and the person came back and said, uh, oh, uh, I back the blue and I back the troops. I don't, I don't support uh, assholes or, or, you know, um, crooks who wear badges or, or something of that nature. And it, my response is, shut the fuck up. What the fuck? You're still, you're still married to the slogan. You still think this is slogan. The slogans are done. The only slogan that matters now is America first. That's the only fucking slogan. The only, the only dichotomy is nationalism and globalism. The only dichotomy is people who believe 
and people who don't believe. The only dichotomy now is people who believe in freedom and people who don't believe in freedom. All this back to blue and back to truth, fuck all that shit. Bullshit. Slogans to make you feel good, to make you feel safe. There are no more slogans. And right now, you're going to get a real look at, at who your law enforcement officers and who your servicemen and women really are. Because I guarantee you, if, the, if, if Joe Biden decides to push this button, to, to, to really push this thing forward, like I think they may actually do, if he decides to do that, who do you think he's sending to Texas? The military, the troops. Now, now will those troops stand down? Will there be a mass exodus of the United States military when the, when the crisis at the border is obviously an invasion? Will the United States military men and women and higher ups and admirals and colonels and whoever, the, everybody else with the pretty fancy badges and resumes and, and tours and, and, you know, whatever else. Will they stand up and say, this is not right. We are not going to follow this order. Will your sheriffs, will your police, we know your FBI, we know the intelligence community won't. I mean, we know what they'll do. They'll go hire mercs from some other country if our military men and women won't follow the orders. That, that's how ugly things could really get. You guys don't really realize yet, but, but I see it coming. And a lot of other people see it coming too. This shit could get nasty. And you're going to see just how false your sense of security was in these institutions and in these slogans. We're going to see now where everybody's at and good v great you know what it's about damn time it's about damn time that some people took some real stands and we could get a real look at where everybody is Carrie Lake for example Carrie Lake tells him no 10 million 20 million 30 million a billion it's not about the money that's sacred fucking honor. And a lot of you men out there, a lot of you men need to take note of the balls that Carrie Lake showed, uh, uh, that you heard Carrie Lake show in that recording. Because I think there's still a lot of you out there that would take the fucking money. See me, I'm, I'm long past taking the money, which is why I would put my resume up against a lot of yours. My integrity. 100 million, 200 million, could have made it easily in the NBA. They're giving people 60 million for three years that are mid, those are the mid-level exceptions. Not to mention the 300 million like my boy Jalen Brown just got from the Boston Celtics. I told him earlier, keep the money. This shit ain't about the money. You people are corrupt. You people are full of it. You people are liars and you're lying to the entire public and I don't want to be a part of it. And that's exactly what Carrie Lake just told the Republican establishment. Exactly what Carrie Lake just told the NRSC. National Republican Senatorial Committee. You think that they would come support me against Amy Klobuchar? No, but see, they don't think I have an actual chance to beat Amy Klobuchar because they're arrogant. And they listen to people like Karl Rove. They know that, they, they believe that Carrie Lake can actually beat uh, the, the field out there in Arizona and they're concerned about it 
That's why they're going to her with an offer. And even furthermore, they're worried that her her celebrity and her competence as a political candidate is going to only help Donald Trump. So now they're trying to go in, and now they're trying to go in and take out the generals. And Carrie Lake told him clear as day, no amount of money. I can't be bought. There isn't an amount of money. 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, a billion. Go back and tell them they'll have to kill me. That's sacred honor. That's sacred honor. This is the hour of sacred honor here in America. And the history will show. The history will reflect those who had courage and those who were cowards. Those who wanted to save themselves, those who who had their own ambitions, those who, who wanted something out of the deal, something superficial out of the deal. Something that betrayed the American people and those who understood the idea of freedom. This is the hour. This is the hour of sacred honor. Greg Abbott, point. Keep going. Let's see. All you other Republican senators out there who who support Greg Abbott, who don't send uh, material resources, you're just blowing smoke. You're just talking. Blah, blah. That's all I hear. Send material resources. Send some of your National Guard. Put Joe Biden on the spot. Let him tell black people all around the country that the, the, the invasion of our country is so important that now we're going to, now we're going to, uh, now we're going to, deploy military resources to our own Texas border to fight against our own citizens when we're already engaged in in three wars across the ocean. We are currently engaged in three wars, Ukraine, Iran, Taiwan. We are currently engaged in three wars, kinetic wars, on the other side of the world, and we're going to deploy military resources to our own border, not to, not to secure our border, but to, to fight American citizens who want to stop the invasion of our country from illegal immigrants? And y'all are going to vote Joe Biden? If you vote Joe Biden, fuck you. If you vote for a person who would so openly and blatantly subvert the value of your citizenship, you deserve to be a slave. You deserve to be a serf. You deserve to be imprisoned. And I don't say that that I would be a one that I would be somebody that would 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 want to see you enslaved or be a serf or be in prison or would would give any advice or order to imprison you. I'm just saying if you end up imprisoned, you deserve it. It's like I tell one of my young basketball players. If you shoot a shot and you get all emotionally out of sorts because you missed a shot and then you come back and you miss the next shot, you deserve to miss a shot, that next shot. Because mentally you weren't, you weren't there. If you come to practice all week long and you joke around, you fuck around, you, you, you're giggling, you, you're, not, you're not paying attention, you're, you're not really trying to figure out what, what it is the team needs to do in order to win. 
and then you get to the game and you lose by two points, you don't have the right to fucking cry. In fact, crying is an insult to the rest of the team. Crying is an insult to your mother and your father who may have spent money for you to be on the team. Crying is an insult to all the people who played before you, who wore the jersey, who actually did take it serious and focus. Crying is an insult to God for the gifts and the talents he's given you. Crying is an insult to yourself because you're lying to yourself. You don't have the right to act like it, it, it hurts you to lose when you know that you're only putting in 50%, when you know that you're not giving all that you need to give to prepare yourself to win. If you want to give uh, 50%, then you're going to get 50% results. Maybe you win, maybe you don't. The Kobe Bryants of the world, they had the right to cry. The Kobe Bryants of the world had the right to cry when, when their skills and their talents and their commitment and their discipline didn't, didn't yield the success that they desired because they, they put that time in. It's like when I lost my first MMA fight. Did I have a right to, to cry? Did I have a right to beat myself up and be, be down that I lost? No. No, 29 years old. I just picked up a sport. And I, my first professional fight went three rounds. I, I, I you know, the, the, I experienced some weaknesses, that there's things I needed to work on. And there were some things that I did well. I ain't got a right to cry. I mean, what kind of self self-absorbed, uh, you know, mentality is that? You ain't got a right to cry. I didn't cry. Was I disappointed I lost? Did I think I could have won? Yeah. Did I think there's an argument I won the fight? Yeah. That doesn't matter. It didn't fucking matter. I don't have a right to cry. I don't have a right to, to feel bad for myself if I know the reality of, of the work that I put in. I'm catching up to people who have been wrestling, who have been striking, who have been fighting for years. The person I fought against, he has six years on me in, in training MMA. I got a right to cry. If I would have beat him, if I would have beat him having way less time training, he would have had the right to cry. I just got the shit into the stick when it comes to natural ability and talent and, and feel and timing and speed and power. We're way off base here with, with how we look at the world. Way the fuck off base. Way, way out there past the buoy. treading shark-infested waters. Intellectual sharks. Physical sharks, too. Intellectual sharks. Financial sharks. Philosophical sharks. Spiritual sharks. We're way out past the buoy. And it's the way that we think that's, that's going to be the price. It's the way we think that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. How, how, how much... How much time and energy do you think they're spending right now in trying to game plan how to discredit Carrie Lake? How to assassinate her character? How much time and energy do you think is going into, right, right now, how much time and energy is going into figuring out how to discredit Carrie Lake? And that tells you everything you need to know about this establishment. That tells you everything you need to know about this moment in American history. And that tells you everything you need to know about what side you should be on. Is Carrie Lake really that bad of a person? I mean, think about it. Even if you disagree 
that the election is rigged, which I agree that the election is rigged. I think there's tons of evidence that the election is, is far from secure. But let's say you let's say you disagree with Carrie Lake on that. Is that a wholesale indictment of Carrie Lake's character? So much so that that the entire establishment wants her out of the way? Why do you think they don't want her to run? How can you square that circle? How can you hear that the establishment is bringing an offer? And I love how they say back east. We told you. Professor Penn and I have told you. This northeastern political elite, these people are awful. These people suck. But they're they're at the head of the deal. Oh, very powerful people. Very powerful people back east. What the fuck is this American mob? What what, what are we told? Who are these people? Let's say say the names. We want to know the names. Who are these powerful people on the east coast? These coastal elites that think that they 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 have something so good to offer that a patriot like Carrie Lake would sell her soul and sell the country out. They wouldn't even come to me. That's that's what's funny about it. They wouldn't even come to because I'm, you know, I'm probably not the right complexion, but they wouldn't even come to me because they, they they know that they they know the first person that comes to me with an offer to sell out. I'm slapping you. I am going to physically slap the shit out of you. And I'm going to have you send that message back to the, the powerful men on the East Coast. The first person that comes to me with one of these serious backdoor offers to sell out the American people, I am going to physically slap the fucking taste out of your mouth. Because I think it's treason. Honestly, when you come to an American citizen who is, who is a political candidate and you try and, 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 you try and have somebody bribe them or you offer them some type of bribe to sit out an election cycle for some some amount of money or some type of special perk, especially when the country is in dire straits, you are a traitor. You're a fucking traitor. And anybody who doesn't take American citizenship that serious, just leave. Just leave the fucking country. Go, go live, go live somewhere else. Go to fucking Angola. Go live in Bali. I hear the exchange rate is still great in Bali. You got all these uh, millennial or white liberal, uh, you know, uh, yoga freaks going to live in fucking Indonesia in the in the jungle and shit. You know, Instagramming it, eating good. You know, taking their American money, living off a couple hundred dollars a month or some shit like that. Go, you go live there. Let's see how well you're treated in Indonesia when China takes over the entire South Pacific and they go door to door, country to country. Then we'll see. Then we'll see how how good you. Then we'll see how good your American dollar is in Indonesia. Then we'll see how how amenable the CCC the CCP is to making sure you get back home with your American passport. If you don't understand how valuable American citizenship is, how valuable freedom is, how valuable the things that the, the, the civil rights leaders, many of them, some of them, fought for, just leave. But what you're not going to do is try and convince the rest of us that we should follow. What you're not going to do is try and convince the rest of us that we should be ashamed because we value those things.
You're not going to convince the rest of us we should be ashamed that we believe in Christ? Joy Ann Reed? Fuck you. Fuck Joy Ann Reed and Rachel Maddow and the rest of them. And you can take your mealy mouth, posh, educated, Atlanticist, you know, uh, Ivy League, esoteric lexicon, and, and shove it right up your fucking ass. You take that fucking wig, you set it on the, on the mannequin, you take your elitist worldview, and you shove it right up your elitist ass. Because there is not a single, single ounce. There is not a single ounce of any leverage you people possess that could ever give, get me to be ashamed that I'm a Christian. There is not a single dollar amount. There is not a dollar amount I could think of that would get me to say that I'm not Christian. And, I, and, and what's, 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 what's beautiful about that is I may be going to hell. I may be damned. My soul may be damned. But I would take the damnation before I take a throne in hell under Satan, which you freaks. And that's what you need to understand. And you, you all, are about to get a serious, serious wake-up call now. Because the people of Texas, Greg Abbott, oh, that, that's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And you can try and use the army. You can try and use the police. You can try and use the courts. You can try and use your international and global friends. You can try and use the money. You can try and use whatever you think will work. The reality is the human spirit longs for freedom. The human spirit yearns for freedom. The human spirit understands the importance of freedom. That free will is an intrinsic part of human consciousness. It's an intrinsic part of the human condition. And therefore, it is something that we can never give away so easily. And we won't give it away. We will not give it away. The hour of sacred honor here in America. Greg Abbott, Kerry Lake, Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, myself, Donald Trump Jr. It's a lot of them out there. Hell, I even like that Colin Powell went independent. Oh, and oh, they the establishment. You you may not like Colin Powell. I mean, not, I'm sorry, not Colin Powell. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Dr. Cornell West. I love that Dr. Cornell West went independent. <clears throat> I love that RFK Jr. went independent. Like them or not. <clears throat> like them or not. The, the, the spirit that's rising is an anti-establishment spirit, and that's the right spirit to have, no matter how organized your worldview is on, that, on, that, on, that, on a particular issue, on a particular set of issues. We don't all have to agree. We don't all have to agree. We shouldn't all agree. As far and as wide as the misinformation is, as, as blurry as the history has become, how could we all agree? It's impossible. But there's a common denominator. There's a common thread, and we need to find that common thread right now. Line them all up. Get them all in a room. We want them all in the room. All of them. 
RFK Jr., Dr. Cornell West, uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, Donald Trump, uh, 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 Joe Rogan, Dana White, Tucker Carlson. We want them all in the room. We want them all in the room. <laughs> Alex Jones, Steve Bannon. We want them all in the room. Minister Louis Farrakhan, bring him in there. We want them all and everybody who the establishment has gone out of their way to silence. We want in the room. We want talking. Let's get these people together and, and hash out their ideas. Maybe what comes from it is, is a perspective that we haven't even we, we didn't even know was out there for us to find. But part of the problem is all of these people are being attacked, silenced and, and, and siloed off in their own individual in their own little individual uh, location. Rally cry. We, we need a rally cry. We, we need a rally point. The rally point is America first. Very simple. Why? You're all American citizens. If you don't like being an American citizen, feel free. Go somewhere else while your passport and your currency still allow you to. When the currency and the passport uh, uh, crash, because of the elites that, 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 that you ran from holding accountable, you, you, look, you ain't gonna have to say don't come crying back. You're not going to come back crying. You're, you're not going to be allowed to come back. And that's the reality. So, I mean, you, you saw what happened to Brittany Griner. And they, they went out of their way to get her back. She was this close. She was this close. Oh, and Vladimir Putin played it like it played it to. Uh, you guys got to understand, Vladimir Putin is being nice. I don't even know what game they're playing at, but I think Vladimir Putin is being somewhat nice to us. That there's something going on here. There's something more going on here than meets the eye. And Tucker alluded to it. Tucker said, you know, why would they drop a bomb on us? Why would they bomb us when they can just turn off the power grid? And why haven't they done it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they haven't done it. I, 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 I can't quite figure it out. I'm still working on it. But time is going to reveal. Time will reveal. It's conceivable they're all in on it together. It's conceivable that all of these, these heads of state from around the world are in on the conflict together just as a form of theater to justify any number of agendas. That's possible. And don't ever, don't ever discount that possibility. Don't ever discount the possibility that the old narratives about, about conflicts between nations has, has now morphed and evolved into nothing more than, than, than international uh, political theater to justify uh, agendas that, that many of you don't even really uh, realize are, are in motion. False flags. We think of the false flags as being between nations. Maybe the false flags are, are from the globalists against the people. It's possible. It's damn possible. And as we've seen depicted in, in, in movies like, like Game of Thrones and, and, and others like that, at the top, there's always going to be fights and wars and, and blood and blood feuds that break out at the top, amongst the elite, amongst the top. 
So we got to stay vigilant about that. But the first thing we got to, the border is obvious. We don't even have to go there. I mean, that's way out there. International conspiracy to, 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 to you know, international conspiracy, conspiracy to wage war as a false flag for the fourth industrial revolution. Totalitarian new world order. Okay, that's way out there. What's not out there is dangerous national security threat for our border to be wide open. It's a spit in the face. It's a spit in the face to you, the working class. It's a spit in the face to black people. It's a spit in the, fa- it's a spit in the face to the illegal immigrants. Because whether or not they know it, they're basically being brought in to become serfs. A permanent serf class. And, and what's really scary about it is, this is the most scary part, and I'll say this before I leave. The scariest part is when the Noah Yuval Hararis are openly saying that the future is going to consist of drugs and, and video games, that the future is going to belong to drones. The future is going to belong the, to the robots and the, and the humans that are, that are artificially created. Humanoids. When Noah Yuval Harari, who is the, the, the thought leader, the right-hand man of Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum, these are your leaders, whether you know it or not. These are your leaders. When they're saying that the future belongs to computers, the future belongs to robots, the future belongs to, to the Internet, the future belongs to, to drugs and video games, that, that's what you all are going to need in order to, in order to, to, to survive this, this next era. What they're really saying is that the illegal immigrants and the labor story is just a, is just a stopgap. That's a stopgap for the future. In the future, they're going to unleash these people on you, and they're not going to have to give an order. When the economy starts to shrink, when the economy starts to shrink, when the, when the jobs start to go, these people are going to turn to what they have all but no choice to turn to in a society that's bereft of Christian faith. The meek shall inherit the earth. Christians believe this is part of the, the, the profundity and the and the the value of faith. Yes, it was a poor man's religion. Yes, it, it was for the poor. For a reason. For a damn good reason. For a profound reason, a prophetic reason. Because naturally. Naturally, in, in, in a society with species that are hierarchical and organized, naturally, many people are going to be dispossessed. Naturally, many people are going to have less than others. Naturally, people are going to, going to look out in the world and see that, that somebody else has something they don't have. That maybe they want, that maybe they would like, that maybe intri- intrigues them or interests them. But when you can fall back on faith and realize that, that, that everything that you don't have isn't something you need, then you don't rob people. Then you don't kill people. Then you don't lie to people. That's not valuable. That, that's not a valuable, that's not a valuable uh, view of the world. We're going to take that out of the world. Of course we are. We're going to take that out of the world and then we're going to flood illegal immigrants that are coming in the country on the sole basis that there's some material opportunity here that exists that doesn't where they came from. 
And if we pull the plug on that material opportunity, they have no choice but to turn on you. And when they turn on you, when we're done letting them feed on you, the weak, who we've taken the guns from, who we've taken your rights from, after we're done letting them feed on you, we're going to throw them in prison. After we're done letting them wreak chaos and havoc and terrorizing you, the weak, we're going to throw them, we're going to throw them in cages. Our founding fathers thought of the worst case scenario and hoped for the best. They were prepared for the worst and they hoped for the best. If you don't like a podcast, if you don't like somebody who, who brings uh, 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 the, the news of the day to you from a perspective that considers the worst case scenario but hopes for the best, you're nothing like our founding fathers. You're nothing like somebody who is fit for leadership. That's being fit for leadership. You consider the conspiracy. You consider the worst case scenario. You consider the most deep, darkest, evil, sinister plot there is. And you work your way back. You work your way back to a good day at the office. It's been another episode of Please Call Me Crazy brought to you by Free People Radio and powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. I'm your host, Royce White. Here from the belly of the beast, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Visit freepeopleradio.com to find out more about the podcast, where you can watch and listen. Visit our store, a lot of merchandise. Buy something from the store. Godspeed t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies. We're going to add more merchandise on February 1st, so be looking for that. You can go to freepeopleradio.store direct if you want. RoyceWhite.us for Senate. Make a small dollar donation. We appreciate it. Get the word out. That's more important. Caucuses are coming. We're going to have videos coming in the next couple of weeks to give you information about how to caucus, how to go in and caucus as a Royce White delegate or as a Donald Trump delegate or as a, a MAGA and America First delegate. The Royce White, the Royce White radio show airs Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on the John Fredericks Radio Network. You can download the app. You can listen online. We're going to have that on the Royce White USA YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please go subscribe. We are going to be posting uh, the, the replay of the radio show on Royce White USA YouTube channel. It's fun. It's got subtitles, got audio visualizer, so it's not just listening to the audio. So it's, it's, it's something that we put some, put some time into. Um, February 3rd, the Royce White Show. The Royce White Show is going to be a once-a-week show I've been promising since we started the podcast, and, and we're now going to deliver in partnership with Real America's Voice. Um, I believe we'll be on Saturday morning. It'll be replayed Saturday night and Sunday morning as well, if I'm not mistaken. So stay tuned for that. Um, we look forward to that. We look forward to joining the Real America's Voice cast, uh, the great Steve Bannon and the, the, the War Room Posse adding to the War Room Posse. The Royce White Show is just an extension of the War Room Posse. So thank you to the War Room Posse. Thank you to the War Room, everybody who makes the War Room go. Steve Bannon, the great Maureen Bannon, the great Grace Chong. Shout out to my good friend, Sean Bannon. Uh, we look forward to, to you know, seeing the, the, the whole Big Three crew coming up here in a few months in June. So it's not, still got some time, but, but it's coming fast. Um, thank you. 
thank you, Greg Abbott, uh, for the courage that you've shown over the last week. Uh, we, we, we hope that, we pray that you can remain steadfast in your opposition of this, this invasion at our southern border. Thank you, Kerry Lake, for your courage in denying this, this offer to sell out, to sell out the American people. Uh, we appreciate your, your, your fortitude, uh, your fight. Thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, Donald Trump, for, for your leadership. Uh, we appreciate it. And, and you, you are always in our thoughts and prayers. Because America needs leaders. People need leaders. And your leaders aren't always perfect, but they can do some good. They can stand for some good things. Thank you all. Uh, thank, thank all of you out there <clears throat> for your viewership and listenership today and in the future. Um, we look forward to seeing you again on Monday, Monday evening. Again, listen to the radio show Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on the John Fredericks Radio Network. That's it for me. I may do another episode this this weekend because of how much stuff is is going on. Um, we'll see. Subscribe and like to the channel. Drop comment. Uh, drop a comment wherever you're watching, whether it's in the the live chat on Rumble, uh, whether it's YouTube, uh, whether you're you're watching on Getter. Uh, drop a comment, a real comment. Help the algorithm. We know we're being throttled. My Twitter account's being throttled. People are saying that they're liking my tweets and then they're being unliked or they're trying to find my my uh, material, uh, you know, trying to search me on Twitter and they're having a tough time finding it. We know we're being throttled. And that that says something. I mean, look at all of the people who they even allow to be out there, you know, to, to have their, their – and look at the people who they throttle. Of course they're going to throttle me. I'm one of the most dangerous things to the establishment. I'm one of the most dangerous things the establishment can see out there on the horizon. Because they know, they know, if the black community goes, the whole house of cards falls. So they got to keep the racial tension high. They got to they keep the racial tension high over here somehow, and they got to suppress the voices who represent a diversity of thought, a diversity of political, philosophical, spiritual, thought that challenges their, their status quo. So like, subscribe, leave a comment, share, share the podcast, feel free to clip it, take some clips, you know, take the content, clip it, repost it. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your emails. Again, you can figure out how to get in contact with the campaign at RoyceWhite.us. Shoot us an email. Anybody here in Minnesota, we we see your emails. Every event that that is going to take place here in Minnesota over the next seven months leading up to the campaign, I'm going to be involved in. All you have to do is leave an email, uh, and, and we'll contact you and, and share the details about about me attending the events, whether it's at your um, uh, you know, w with your group or organization or whether it's at your BPOU or Senate district or whatever it is, I'm coming. I'm coming. And we're going to weed out these Republicans who had the audacity to go behind the scenes and, and, and get the, the promise from people to not support Donald Trump only to now see the RNC say we should rally behind Donald Trump. How dishonest. We'll take it. Fine. You want to concede? You, you want to throw in the white flag? 
Uh, we get it. We get it. But but don't don't be thinking. Don't be thinking that we don't know who you really are. Don't be thinking th- that means that 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 we'll forget who you really are. We we're not forgetting. And we're not going to forgive. Not this time. But we will take the support in the interest of saving the country. The fight continues. Don't die a jerk off. And as always, Godspeed.